Welcome to TMG Today. Join other master manifestors across the globe to turn your goals into reality at lightning speed. Here, we connect the dots for you so you can skip all the nonsense and finally get unstuck. Right here on the Manifestor's Guide today. Let's go. Hey, Master Manifestors, welcome to TMG Today, the Manifestor's Guide podcast. I am Dewey Taylor. And I'm Charlie Carroll. This is the intersection of universal law, success principles, and leading edge science. So as always, if you find value in anything that you hear today, please like, share, subscribe. We're on YouTube. We're on podcasting apps everywhere, which is probably where you're listening to us right now. And we're on social media at Manifestor's Guide. This is an extension of the Inner Circle online community as a part of our Master Manifestor system. So you can go check that out at manifestorsguide.com if you want to ask questions on the podcast. Also got great blogs and books there. Great blogs, by the way. So go check those out. And uh, Charlie, you actually just wrote a new blog this last week, right? I did, yes. Focus on the feeling when words get in the way. I wrote the article because I have personally felt a lot of time judging myself for when I don't have the words. Yeah. To, to, uh, there's a feeling going on that's meaningful and worthwhile, but I can't put words to it. So I think, you know, or I judge it as invalid. And so um, I've learned over time how that's just a limited way of thinking. And so the inspiration for the article um or just writing about the language of the universe, which is feeling. It's, yeah. it's the language we all had when we came here before we learned words. So I yeah, check it. it out. Definitely check it out. That's on manifestorsguide.com, everybody. And like I said, if you want to jump in and join the Inner Circle online community, you can look at our Master Manifestor system there as well. But we do have a community question. So who is asking this question yeah. and what is our question this week? All righty. So yeah, this week's question is coming from Jimmy T., and Jimmy is, he's from Albuquerque, New Mexico. And he's asking, he says, why can't I stop my racing thoughts? My life just seems out of control and I just need a breather. Can you help? I think we all can relate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how many times that do we hear that? That is such a great question, Jimmy. In our community all the time, almost every single one of my coaching clients, whether it's in the community talking about the manifestation coaching or even mm -hmm. business clients. I hear that all the time. A lot of times, you know, what I have done for most of my career as far as business consulting and business coaching, a lot of that has to do with just shaking up people's thinking because they can't think clearly yes. because of what Jimmy's talking about. So they're paying tens of thousands of dollars to just have somebody come in and just break the loop of the way that they're thinking because of what he's talking about right there. Racing thoughts, can't control, you yes. know, the direction of, of where your brain's going. And Jimmy, great question, but yes, we can help. And that's what we're talking about this week is, do we cause some of this ourselves in our own minds? Have you ever, have you ever been around somebody oh, yes. who just, it's not necessarily that they want to be difficult. It's just, that's kind of where they are energetically. This is somebody who takes offense at everything, right? We talked about getting triggered a few weeks ago, but everything is a struggle. Everything is a yes. problem. Everything is something working against them. Yes. Uh, you know, it's, it's the kind of experience with someone who everything is a struggle. Everything is some kind of burden to them, even if everybody on the outside is looking at the situation and, and not yes. seeing it. it. They've filtered this, everything in their experience uh, through a mindset of inconvenience. Yes, and it's, it's <laughs> something that, you know, I have been around personally more than anything, people who complain that are in this energy space complainers, mm -hmm. people who are constantly in a negative space, people who are always focusing on others 
Um, that's what I would call when I say difficult people and what we're talking about causing our own suffering. Those are all symptoms, right? When yeah. someone's always having a difficult experience. Um, you know, I was uh, a little bit about my career and <laughs> where I came from. I was a creative director. Um, I'd also run two companies uh, previously. What I've run into the most when I run into people who are not cooperative components, we'll say, to the bigger picture of what we're trying to accomplish, they are people who don't fully trust themselves and trust their energy space and trust their skills and trust that they're there to contribute to the bigger picture. So it's almost like they're causing this mini soap opera in their own life in order to create distractions and drama. Um, and I, I've, I've actually had to pivot many times and I've developed processes and systems, especially when I'm stepping into a role in leadership to be able to divide out projects. So people have to focus on their particular little slice, right? We'd call that segmenting their particular little segment yes. and be fully responsible for what they're doing so we can accurately evaluate what they're doing because sometimes when you get too many people involved in things, that's where this can kind of uh, get out of hand, we'll say, right? People creating drama and pointing the finger at other people. And I'm including myself in that. I'm including you in that. I'm including sure. you listening right now because we all are cut <laughs> from the same cloth. And I guarantee you at some point in our lives, we have stepped into this energy. This is not a personality type. This is an energy space. And we... Any of right. us can step into this and out of this at any moment. And so we're going to talk about that energy space today and that that suffering energy space that we're in, the victim energy space. And how do we change that? Yeah, I th well, I think I, I can relate to your experiences of uh, of leadership and, and working with multiple types of people around a common project or a common goal and and just observing how um, I've done that. I've done the same in my own in my own uh, career path and uh you, you kind of have two different kinds of people. It's the people who they constantly live in a world where they feel put upon by that world. And then there's the, the person who understands that they live in a world where other things go on, that sometimes there's things that happen that are in their control. Sometimes there's things that happen that are not in their control. Yes. But they have a mental process set up that doesn't hold themselves responsible for what's outside their control. And they're able to focus, therefore, much more sharply and purposefully on what is in their control. If you can learn to regulate yourself, there are eight executive functioning skills and self-regulating skills. And if you can master all eight of those executive functions, it'll, it'll change your entire life. It'll change the way yes. that you experience the world. And what you said, that's really the key of what we're going to get into today. And let me, let me tell everybody, this episode is really empowering. Whether you're dealing with somebody who's in this victim energy space or whether you have been or are currently this person in the victim energy space, let me tell you, this is a really great episode to empower you to get yourself out of it, to encourage someone else to get out of it, or to allow that person to have the space that they're existing in right now that doesn't have to include you, even people who are in positions of power, right? Bosses and things like that. So we're going to talk about that today, talk about freeing us from this suffering space, this victim space. And it's such an incredibly powerful thing to do to set yourself free. And that's what this episode is about. So we're going to give you the cure for chaos, how to eliminate the suffering that you're causing yourself. So we'll do that right after the short break. We'll be right back. TMG is partnered with Podbean to bring you new episodes each week. 
Are you finally ready to step into your own power and let your voice be heard? Well, then why not start your very own podcast? Remember, what you find ordinary, others will find extraordinary. It's never been easier to produce and distribute your podcast to every major podcasting app available. Podbean also makes monetizing your podcast foolproof so you can add value to the world while you're making money. Thanks to our partnership, you can try your first month absolutely free. Visit podbean.com slash TMG today. That's podbean.com slash TMG today. Brain science has shown that by the time you're seven years old, you've installed a program in your mind that you'll run for a lifetime. And for 99% of us, we're running a program of struggle. But you can change that. At TMG, we've designed a system to install this new programming to get you exactly where you want to go. With the power of brain science and multisensory learning, you'll discover your path of least resistance as you manifest your goals into reality. And for a limited time, you can try the Manifestor's Guide to Ease system absolutely risk-free. This system comes with unlimited access to weekly coaching for accelerated results, as well as instant membership into the Manifestor's Inner Circle online community. If you're ready to finally get unstuck and create the ultimate life success you know you're you're capable of. Visit manifestorsguide.com. Use coupon code TMG today for 10% off and we'll send the Manifestors Guide to Ease system to your email right now. That's manifestorsguide.com. All right, everybody, we are back talking about the cure for chaos, how to eliminate the suffering that we cause ourselves. So, Charlie, right before the break, we were talking about difficult people, right? We were talking about people who take offense to everything, who are triggered, who blow things out of proportion, who always kind of are defensive and cause drama. So blaming others, scapegoating, all those things. And by the way, we've got a great article on scapegoating on the blog. So I highly recommend that you guys check that out. So we asked this question before the break, are you creating your own suffering? So what is your experience with people in this energy space or your experience yourself in this energy space? Well, you know, I'll start with myself because I can, you know, I can just speak to what I observe, but I can also just speak to my personal experience. And it comes down to choosing how to see the world. And I, 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 did, I did sort of allude to it before the break. It's is the world constantly putting itself upon you or are you able to put yourself upon the world and and create your experience from that standpoint, which obviously, if you all have listened to any amount of our podcast episodes, you know which we're going to advocate for. The You and I both have had conversations about experiences in our past where, you know, uh, you get that you get that obscure message from a friend, right, that says, hey, I got something to share with you. When can you chat? Right. Or, you know, let's talk tomorrow. And then you spend the next day or the next couple of hours nervous because you've just you just are sure that your friend has something negative to talk to you about, or you've done something wrong. How have I offended my friend? Yes. You know, you start, you immediately go to a blame space and you immediately go to a I'm wrong space. Uh, That narrative comes into mind that, uh, that tells you, you must have done something wrong, but then you come to find that what your friend really wanted to talk to you about was nothing at all that had to do with you. Well, and another example of that would be I I had an employee one time, uh, we were actually giving our first round of reviews, and we weren't telling people, right, because we were implementing a bonus structure. And I had an employee come in, and we were giving them great feedback. And uh, it was funny, because the first two minutes of it was really tense. And as we were moving forward, uh, this person said, Oh, I, I, I thought this was something different. I kind of 
you know, I came in prepared to defend myself. They thought they were getting in trouble. So they had spent the last few days right. being really defensive. So what you're talking about really is, is both ways. You're either blaming yourself or blaming someone else. Um, and that, that's the offense defense paradigm, which exists completely in a different space than responsibility. And we're going to talk about that here in a minute. But what you're talking about really stems from two different kinds of pain. One is self-inflicted. Right. And that's what we're talking about, the chaos that we create in our own brains, the internal thoughts, the anxious thinking, everything that's me focused. Right. What could they possibly want to talk to me about? Could they be mad at me? What did I do? Right. That creates that chaos. And then there's what we call innate pain. Right. That's the pain that comes from just naturally from the process of growth. We always human experience, part of the human experience. And whenever we're growing, there's always a wall that we hit that is going to cause some sort of a reaction because it's the opposite of what we truly desire in our next stage, right? Yeah. That's that ceiling. That's, that's, as, yeah. as, that's as, as much as we can grow to in the moment. So growing past that make, means we have to cross that threshold, that pain point, right? You, With pa- the pain You threshold. experience it while knowing that you're actually moving through it to greener pastures. Yes. You know, you know, versus the pain that feels stuck and sticky and gluish. And you, there's just no way out. Right. You know, there's two different, completely different kinds of experiences of that pain. Absolutely. And that is just recognizing that is super important as we move forward with this conversation. Because, you know, if you realize that the pain that you might be experiencing or the, we'll say discomfort even, maybe just not pain, we might be labeling it as pain, but that discomfort can be coming from our natural growth process. That's beautiful. That's pain to be celebrated. It's the contrast Mm -hmm. to be celebrated and say, hey, I welcome that because it's a part of my growth process. And then there's the pain that we cause. That's right. really what we're talking about today. That's that stuff that keeps us in the cycle that we can't break, that keeps us in the loop, that keeps us going around in circles, that makes us feel overwhelmed, that gives us even more anxiety. And we const- yeah. And we find ourselves constantly reliving versions of that pain. The facts might change, the details in the yes. story might change, but we we like the loop. I love that you just use that word. We come back to the same kind of, oh, I'm frustrated again, or I'm angry, or I feel aggrieved in some way my favorite one is why does why does this always happen i always do this right (laughs) or i always find my it's that absolute thinking or why do people always treat me this way you know nobody values me the absolute thinking when you're speaking in absolutes a lot of times you are in this space that we're talking about here you are in the chaos space so and and you can be absolute about yourself as well you can say you know I always let myself down. I never do anything right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can do that to you or you and can say- And that was my experience. Yeah. For me, that was always my ex- personal experience through my journey. It was always assuming that I was in the wrong or I hadn't done enough. Oh, I just ran out of breath. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm reliving yes. my own anxiety. My goodness. Well, and yet again, I love that you said that because that all comes from a lack space. But yes, why do we do does. this? That's really the question because I, <laughs> I know that there's a lot of people listening right now. We got a lot of listeners right now that are- nodding their head and going, yes, I know what they're talking about. I've been there or I'm around somebody at work or my sister or my brother or my friend. This, I know exactly what this is. We, we have all experienced this, right? But why do we do this? Because it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to be no. in this energy space, in this victim energy space, in this place of constant chaos and suffering. So why do we do it? And it all comes back to one really simple thing. And here is where everybody's going to hate me for a second because we're going to pause and we're going <laughs> to... Nobody could oh. hate you, Dewey. <laughs> you guys might be irritated <laughs> with me for one second, but I promise we're going to get to the cause of this, the root cause in one second. But we're going to do a little bit of a detour to lead up to it because this is so important. 
to understand how the brain stores information. Once we know this, the cause of this is going to make perfect sense. But the brain stores information, our memories, we call them, right? We actually scientifically, neuroscience has, has proven this. We store it, all of our details in our lives as stories. And we do this for a really important reason. We create narratives in our brains and in our lives so we can remember thousands of little details in a simplified way and store it away and be able to access that for years and years and years and years to come. So we try to find meaning in everything that happens and occurs. Let's just think about it for a second. Life is just a series of mm -hmm. events and choices and energies. Right. We make our choices. They make their choices. Something happens. There's a lot of things out of our control. And then there's a lot of things that we do control, right? Creating our experience and how we respond to things. And we're creating that reality yes. we say all the time. But the way that we store that information is a story. And we say one of our success principles is you are the author of your own story, right? So what story are you writing? This is what we're talking about. Your memories are stories. And that is scientific. So when you are filing the events, the situations, the emotions that have happened to you away in your brain, you are literally filing away a story that you have written. And at any moment, you can rewrite that yeah. story and any story in the future. Well, and the story, we file the stories according to just our, you know, our, we, we, you and I talk about the subconscious mind basically just being a file cabinet of past, dis, you know, what your mind has chosen to believe about X, Y, and Z based on, you know, your years of formation and what you right. learned from your environments that has been reiterated over time by experiences that as you enter the world and have experiences, those same beliefs come up and then you just prove them to yourself over and over again. And so that is, that's the data that you're filtering yes. any of your experiences through, which is, you know, before when you said, why do I keep experiencing this same cycle? Well, it's because your brain keeps filtering things the same way. Yes. Because, you know, because it's, that's just how it's conditioned to, it's conditioned to repeat what it's decided to be true. And this is where we come in and we start talking to you about how do you reprogram your mind and how do you start working with your mind in a different way to teach it new beliefs that take you out of that paradigm and into a new paradigm. Right. Um, but that's, that's it. It's, you know, we are still the deciders of the story of the narrative that the experience get filters. And I think a great example mm -hmm. of this is, you know, you know, you have someone who loses their job and let's say there's two people who lose their job and both of them are about on equal fin you know, financial footing. Maybe they've got about a month or two to, to, you know, move into their next, phase or they'll run out of money and one person goes into a complete fear mode thinks the world is coming is crashing down right. the other person sees this as an opportunity to see an opportunity to seize and goes you know actually i could see how i was ready to leave that job the other person yes. goes i needed that job for the next 40 years of my life i don't know what i'm going to do that has nothing to do with the actual experience of losing the job yes. it has everything to do with the story that's been built up over time that's just been told. But the fun thing is we can start telling ourselves a new stories yeah. right now. <laughs> well, and what you said right there is really important because it talks, it really just speaks directly to the narrative story structure. You know, why do we, yes. why do we love stories like the Lord of the Rings or Star Wars? Or as a writer, 
I understand narrative storytelling, but a lot of people don't really understand why they even like those stories. So there's something called the hero's journey. The same story that we're telling in Star Wars is the same story that we're telling in Lord of the Rings. We just have different characters, different circumstances, but we have our mentor, we have our mentee, we have our inciting incident, you know? So there's always something that takes the hero out of their comfort zone, right? And they have some sort of mentor or older person who's guiding them through this process of change. And there's something that incites them to go on this journey. You know, in Star Wars, we had Luke Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi and him having to leave the planet. He's got this droid he's not supposed to have, right? So there's always that something like that. And then Lord of the Rings, we have Frodo and he has the ring and there's Gandalf. And we see this over and over again. But why do we enjoy that particular structure of story? Because that is how our brains work. That's that way of storytelling, that structure is something that is innate within us. And this is why somebody, they notice the pattern of how people think and what people do when they're filing away memories. And so they just started capitalizing on it, right? And we write our stories in the same structure as our brain interprets things and understands it and files it away, which is why it's so meaningful to us to watch these kinds of these stories unfold. So this narrative storytelling comes in four parts. There's a beginning, right? The once upon a time. Then we have the problem. Then after a bunch of drama, we have some sort of resolution. And then we have an ending, which is the purpose. Why did this even happen in the first place, right? So we can tell a positive story. We can tell a negative story. We can tell a neutral story. But this is how our brain files stories away. This is how we file our memories. So we could say something like, for instance, you know, I was at this job and I learned a lot. And then there are also a lot of things that I was just ready to move on from. So, you know what? They laid off a bunch of people and I was just really feeling like, you know what? I think that I learned what I was supposed to learn here and this is time for a new chapter. The end. That could be their story. And then this person right next to them, like what you were saying earlier, their version could be, yeah, I got this job because I had to. You know, we were in a financial situation. I had to get this job. So I did it, but I knew it was a bad job. And then the whole time that I was there, nobody would listen to me. You know, nobody took what I said seriously. They didn't value anything that I said. And, you know, after years and years of me just, you know, I remember coming home, I'm sick and I'm always complaining to people and it was just draining everything out of me. And finally, they had the audacity to fire me. You know, and so I'm at the place where I'm just like, you know what, screw you guys. And now I'm trying to figure out how to just pick up the pieces because my life's in shambles. You know, it's just like, this is BS, the end. Mm -hmm. That is the same structure of story. (laughs) So one person has filed this away as a great learning experience and something that's not going to be a block for them. The other person has filed this away as a big soap opera that is still causing them to be angry and and blocked in their lives. But you know what's interesting? Both people having two different experiences will still feel equally alive in their own way. Why are we causing our own suffering? It is because of what you just said. We just want to feel alive. And if we're not feeling alive through growth and through that natural process of expansion and we're stuck and in that stagnancy, we create unnecessary drama an unnecessary soap opera because what you just said, we feel just as alive by creating the soap opera as we do by actually just going through the natural process of growth. We are going to feel alive one way or another. And you know, at any given moment, generally you're choosing to experience expansion or constriction. Right. And it just so happened, you know, we talked about the article earlier, feeling tells you which one that is. Uh, if you're lacking momentum, lacking purpose in your life and feeling stagnant, well then yeah, maybe the only way you have to feel alive is to relive and, and recreate these you know, deeper negative emotions in, in these, or, right. 
versus uh, living in fulfillment. Right. Both are living. It's part, it's, you know, both are possibilities. Um, one is grounded in lack space and the other is grounded in a space of plenty and constant growth and just an agreement. But how do you differentiate self? from yeah. the two? Because that's what I know everybody's going to be asking. And I'll tell you, it's sure. really, really easy. One of them causes momentum. When you're in the yes. natural space of feeling, we'll call it pain for the sake of this, but it's really just uncomfortableness, right? We always say step into your discomfort zone. So when you're feeling the discomfort that we yeah. could label as pain, but it is leading to growth and causing momentum in your life, causing expansion, causing new doors to open, causing change. Change is good. When that is happening, this is just part of the natural growth process. That doesn't necessarily mean that you are causing right. anything in your life. When there is not momentum behind what you're doing, when you're staying in a stagnant space, when you're complaining about your coworkers, you're angry at that friend that you guys have an on and off relationship with, or you have your hundredth fight with your spouse, you know, all those kind of things. Yes. You're causing this narrative and you're, you're making this happen over and over again. How many times have we known somebody who's, you know, talks so negatively about their coworkers and their job and, and then they move to another job. And for the first six months, it starts off all great. And then all of a sudden they find themselves back in almost the exact same space <laughs> <laughs> where they're having problems with their coworkers and their boss is crazy. And it's all, it's the same story over and over and over and over, right? Because they're stuck in this energy space. And yet again, any of us can be in this energy space and any of us can get out of this energy space, but that's how we can identify whether this pain, quote unquote, that we're experiencing, the suffering is coming from a natural growth process or if we're internalizing this and causing this chaos in our own minds and our own lives ourselves. Easy. So the if the reason why we create chaos in our lives is because we want to feel alive and emotions make us feel alive, whether they're positive or negative, if that's the case, then what is this cure for chaos that we're talking about? You know, what it's, is it? It's quite simply just making the choice to take radical responsibility for yourself and your life. You know, when I was in my late 20s, I was and I was definitely living in a paradigm where I saw myself being uh, uh, being sort of impacted and made by my world. It was very easy for me to see limitation and to blame the outside circumstances for my life. And I thought that uh, I had the, a window opened for me to leave Texas and move to California. And I jumped into it very impulsively thinking, if I just go somewhere new, then uh, things will change. And... While there was a lot of positivity that came out of that experience, you know, over time, I did start to recreate the same uh, struggles and the same, you know, negative patterns that I had been creating in my life before. And I remember at that point in time, somebody saying to me, you know, wherever you go, you take yourself with you. And what I heard then and, and you know, over the years, I've been able to practice and realize that, the, you know, the cure for chaos is you have to understand that you can only... You can only control you and you can you can only work with yourself and taking yes. incredible radical responsibility, which means, you know, which means to just to say, you know what, I'm done with blame. It's, it's drawing a line in the sand. We could always if we want to, we can always find things to blame. Right. But it's just a personal choice that I'm done with blame. I am I'm going to leave the blame paradigm. Nobody is making me feel anything. Mm -hmm. I'm choosing how I feel. Um, uh, uh, getting more focused on your purpose. We uh, as people have a natural impulse to blind ourselves to our own self-inflicted suffering. And just knowing that is so freeing 
to know that your brain is going to create blind spots for you as almost a, a mode of self-protection. You know, this is ingrained in our DNA. It's built for many generations of survival. And so it's always going to try to do the comfortable thing. It's always going to do the, the thing that is going to protect us and to keep us calm and to save us. So we're not in a dangerous situation. So that really keeps us in our comfort zone all the time, right? But what happens when we're in our comfort zone? We're not doing anything to expand when we are in our comfort zone. Escaping responsibility literally leads to that, blaming yourself or blaming others. And that is a, a block. Yeah, and when you choose fault, when you choose to say everything is out, everything, my suffering is the fault of everything outside of me, you put yourself in, in, in an immovable space. You leave yourself no options. You basically render anything you could choose pointless. Whereas right. taking on responsibility, now you have choice. Mm -hmm. Now you can look at your scenario. You can look at what's desired out of, you know, whatever contrast is showing up in your life. You can look at what you want out of it and just begin making choices, however big or small, toward the new outcome that you want. That leads to action. It le action leads to change. Well, and what it really comes down to is we all need a story. You're going to be telling a story one way or another, period. Yeah, one, yes. So, it, so <laughs> decide what story you want to tell and, and, and replace the drama story with a purposeful story, Re replace the story that keeps you in the loop, right? And that keeps you blaming, replace that story with one that just glosses over that stuff and is talking about the person that you're becoming and the reality that you're creating and talks about the bigger, more expanded vision of what you're creating in the world, right? That doesn't talk about people or circumstances. You're talking about your big picture, your principles, your purpose, right? Stay in that energy space. So take responsibility for you. My mom always used to say growing up to us, and I really appreciate this as an adult, but she would say, I don't care if somebody did something that is 95% their fault that they caused that. I don't care. If it's 95% their fault, that's their problem. What did you do? What was the 5% that you contributed? Take responsibility for that. So she taught us to direct focus very young. And, you know, I, of course, drifted away from that as a young adult, but drifted back <laughs> to it as an adult. And I very much appreciate that because it's the truth. So you are responsible. Now, responsibility does not exist in the same paradigm as fault and blame. So if you are pointing at your boss and saying, they, they gave me a project that was too big, it's their fault. Well, I wouldn't have yelled at my girlfriend, but she slapped me. That's her fault, right? If we're still doing that, you're not living with responsibility. And to point at other people and say, well, that's your responsibility. That is also blame responsibility is about you taking accountability for you. And so focus on that and you're going to cure this. That is the cure for chaos, taking responsibility for what you can choose. And there really are three choices in life. We just did a great coaching on this the other week. There are three choices. And if you live within these three choices, your whole life's going to change. Your three choices are accept it, change it, or leave it. And we always say that the accept it is a yes. Like, okay, I'm going to accept this in my life. This is a yes. The change it means I need to make something different here to make this work. So I need to either set boundaries or something needs to be different here. But I can accept it if there is change. And the third one is to leave it, which means you leave it or you say no to it. And so those are the only three things really that you can do, but you have always have control over that. And you can take responsibility of what you choose within those three things. If you're choosing something else outside of those three choices, you are complaining. You are creating the, the drama. <laughs> you are creating the chaos in your own life. You're, That's you're it. Moving, you're moving period. into fault. You're moving into fault, which yes. again, you are cutting the core. You are cutting off putting any 
positive momentum behind. Yes. And remember, that make those choices. If you need to cut something yeah. off or leave a job, make those choices yes. because choices cause action and action causes change. Actions are good and change is good, you guys. So that means you have to embrace changes. What if that means you have to create friendship boundaries, right? You have to remove yourself from some uh, connection with somebody. What if you have to ask for that promotion at work that you want, right? Because you need something to change there. Or what if you need to just change jobs? There's always something that can be done, but you have to be the decider. You are the CEO of your own life. So decide, make a choice because that is the momentum that we're talking about. So in summary, chaos is self-inflicted. When your life feels chaotic, look at you. You are the person who is not making one of those three choices to cure the chaos in your own life. You are internalizing it, making it all about you, and focusing too much on your negative feeling cycle going around and around and creating a soap opera in your own life. So break that loop today. And that's what I'm going to challenge everybody with is to break the loop today. You are the creator of your own reality. So create a new yes, story. You are not that. Yeah, you are not that narrative. That narrative just has attached itself to you for the moment. Amen. You can let it go. <laughs> so, Charlie, before we head out in this episode, did yes. you have anything that you wanted to say to the listeners? I do. You know, this just came to mind as we were wrapping up, you know, but, you know, these for anyone who might be thinking, well, this might be easy for you guys to say, uh, or maybe you're stuck into a place where I don't have any options. This this corner that I'm into or, you know, this experience that I constantly have, if you feel particularly, say, triggered by any of those things or feel immovable, don't understand how you might turn that into making a choice that empowers action, I would encourage you to go and listen to our episode a couple weeks back about what triggers are and how to work with them and how right. to work with them in a way that that lets you enter that sort of forbidden zone, as we call it, because that very much ties into teaching ourselves how to move in a direction that disempowers our limiting beliefs and ultimately allows us to create new stories. Yes. Because that's all your triggers are. Their triggers are just, they are just the manifestation of the symbols of your biggest limiting beliefs. And they're begging you to let go of them. <laughs> it's, great, it's great you. advice. And the honest <laughs> truth, I mean, it yes. really is. And I will say this to all of our listeners, you know, I know it probably is easy a lot of times to to say what you just said, Charlie. It's it's easy for you guys to say. But, you know, we've been on quite a journey ourselves through this stuff, which is why we're sharing this value with you. This is something that changed yeah. my life about 10 years ago is taking mm -hmm. radical Same responsibility. Here. You know, your story, Charlie, is so similar to mine. I ran away to California. I mean, I did the same thing and took all my problems with me. And it's it, there's such parallels there. But really, it comes down to I think everybody can relate in some way to that, which is the same energy follows you wherever you go. You're going to recreate the same cycles in your life, whether you stay in the same place, whether you leave, whether you change everybody that you're around. When you're not changing internally, your external world is not going to change. You have the power to do this, you guys. And the cure for chaos is you. The cure to your yes. suffering is your thinking. Write a new story. And I promise you, if you will take some time this week, I'm going to challenge you to do this right now. If you'll take some time to write down what your old story has been, literally write it down. This is the story I've been telling myself and write it in that same story structure. Here's the beginning. Here is the inciting incident. Here is all the chaos that's been going on. Here's what I think about it. Here's my ending and the end, right? Wrap it up. Do the whole thing. Write the whole scenario down. And then I want you to reframe that story from a place of power and write the new narrative and start filing that away and move forward from a place of power. 
write a new story. Starting this week, your life is going to be so much better by curing some chaos one thing at a time. So this has been a great episode, and we're going to revisit this again because there's a lot more to this. But as we say all the time, great, great conversation. Always love doing this with you, Charlie. And next week, we're going to be talking about how to be a boss, how to get into that executive energy space. Yeah. Like, subscribe, share, everyone. If you found value, like, subscribe, and share with people in your world. When we share out, when we put value out there, we get value back. There is nothing that I can reiterate more in my entire life than that. Share every single bit of value that you gain, whether it's from this podcast or just learning a new skill at work. Help somebody else out with this because the more that you pass it around, you are creating that cyclical energy flow, and it's a beautiful, wonderful thing. All right, guys, we'll see you next week to talk about how to be a boss and embody executive energy. We're going to go into the details about that maturity, and we're going to talk in more detail about radical responsibility and what that actually looks like and how you can start implementing that in a very realistic way in your life day to day. It's going to be a great episode. See you guys then. Have a great week.